Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com. So sorry for the interruption, but we have a quick announcement. We've just put together a quick app to consolidate past and upcoming episodes of this show. To download the app, simply use your cell phone camera to scan the QR code on the screen. Then, simply add the app to your home screen for easy access and a better experience. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they launched their businesses. Before we get started with today's guest, please follow Rami's Instagram account so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you'd like to watch previous episodes, simply click on Rami's IGTV section or scan the QR code at the beginning of this video to download the app. If you'd like to get more information and analytics about each guest, simply visit the podcast website at takingyoutothetop.cf. Now, let me spend a moment to introduce today's guest before Rami gets started. Today's guest is the founder of Math Celebrity. Math Celebrity is an automated online math and science tutoring and homework help website. Enter a math problem or search term, push the button, and every step-by-step line of work appears instantly. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Without further ado, are you ready to take it to the top? A few moments later. So Don, welcome to episode number 11 of Taking You to the Top. Um, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. My pleasure. So to get us started, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, maybe take us back from the beginning. Tell us where you're from, where you started your journey, and how that led you to becoming the founder of Math Celebrity. Yes, my name is Don Subsick, and I'm the founder of Math Celebrity, which is an automated online math tutor. You could think of it like a Google for math, where you enter your problem, push the button, and in a split second, we will show you the step-by-step work needed to solve the problem. And I started this little website in 2007, and I got started... I used to, I was a programmer at a day job and I was kind of getting bored with that. So on the side to make some cash, I, I tutored some students and one turned into two, two turned into four. And pretty soon I ran out of time. I couldn't fit anybody else into my schedule, but I didn't want to give it up because I was having a blast. And so I tried to figure out a way to scale. And anyway, I went back to my day job and I had to build a program for a team in India to understand pension calculations. And so one day we were just having trouble like explaining it to them. And I just started building the math and the Excel spreadsheets. So when the team in India changed the numbers, the math would update. And that's when the light bulb went off. And so that's how I got started. Okay. So actually, if we could, uh, if you could tell us like, how in depth is it? So would, would a student log on and input like a math problem? And he gets the answer. 
but instead of searching for a term, you're searching for a math problem. So you could do it two ways. You could either search for say equation and see all the equation calculators we have or anything related to an equation, or since the last few years, you could just type your problem in directly. And we start at second grade and we go all the way through college. The only thing we don't cover is ultra advanced math, like differential equations and rocket science and things like that. Okay. So but the I mean, algorithm how... solves the math problem. It's, it's not humans behind there. Okay. So, I mean, how, how do you, is there a way to avoid, for example, a student coming in and just letting the, the, the algorithm solve his homework? No, and that's a, that's a concern that teachers have, but my answer to that is we're not showing you anything that a math tutor wouldn't. In fact, you can't see the answer until you scroll through all the maths. And so one of the things that, one of the reasons we've been able to build up such a gigantic audience, uh, last year we got 3.8 million unique visitors from 235 countries, is because students and even parents will tell you they don't want to sit through a big boring lecture. If you're struggling in math, you want to see how it's done. So I'm a big proponent of modeling, which is find something that's done correctly and well and mimic it. And so what the students are doing is they're going on our site and they're just looking at the line by line math. Some of them already know how to solve the problem, but they want reassurance, they want that confidence. And then the second thing they're doing is saying, okay, I solved it in this method, is the way math celebrity doing it faster and more efficient? So to answer your question, yes, nothing stopping them from just looking at the homework and dropping it on there but it forces them to walk through line by line, step by step to see what we're doing and how we're doing it. Okay, got it. So um, when you started the company, did, did you just start it on your own or did you raise capital? Did you fund it yourself? No, it's still just me and software. We don't have any employees and we've raised no money. It's just, just me and good old software. Fantastic. And is it actually Excel based or does it get converted? somehow no it's all php and mysql so it's just the uh, you enter your problem and the algorithm figures out it does two things so the first thing it think of it like a restaurant right okay. so you walk in the restaurant and the hostess is waiting there to seat you so the first thing that happens when you're asking for an equation you're asking for a fraction once the hostess determines the type of problem you want he or she will send you to one of the hundreds of tables in the restaurant, which are calculators. The calculator will then solve that problem. So, that, so each, we've got like 522 calculators as of today, and we build more and more every day. But each table in the restaurant has one job, is only solve one type of math problem. And because we built it that way versus our competitors who kind of stack everything together, that's why the students and parents can get their answer with the work in a split second. And when I say a split second, I literally mean one third of one second average response time, which wow. if you want something comparative, that's the time it takes to blink your eye. That's amazing. So um, you said it was you and your software. I mean, do you have, have you grown the team since you started the company? No, it's it... still just me. Okay. Oh, sorry. I may, I may hire a sales team in the future, sure. but right now the, the reason why we've gotten all our traffic is, is actually two reasons. One is SEO and two is word of mouth. 
So, okay. and we've also got kind of a referral system behind the scenes. So if a student runs a problem and learns how to solve it, some of them will share it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And then that link brings in more people and then they bring in more people, which in turn then tells Google, wow, more people are talking about this. And that's how we've gotten all this traffic. So, so would if you, you it, like, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. We've got probably 1,300, I think it's 42 last I checked, search terms that we rank one, two, or three on Google. So when students and parents are looking for help, let's say they've never heard about us, they go on to Google and the first thing they do is they type synthetic division calculator or an interval notation calculator. And we come up in position one, two, and three. But now what's fascinating is the last few years, Google is actually, actually indexing math problems directly. So the other day I saw that we got picked up on a search, number one, it was like 98 mod two. So what's happening is a student is going to Google and typing like 98 mod two, for example. We come up in position one or two, they click the link and Google has already scanned our site and ran the math problem through. So really we're almost turning into like a de facto math calculator for Google in, in some ways. Wow. I mean, okay, that, that sort of answered the next question that I had, but would you say that uh, SEO is your number one channel? Or do you, yeah, do, you SEO. Pay, do you pay for ads of any kind? Or is it just pure SEO on your site? It's right now it's SEO followed by word of mouth, followed by social media. We tried an ad campaign once to sell our ACT and SAT product, but uh, we pulled that campaign. We will go back to ads for parents that are just looking for ACT, SAT, because we rank heavily on the calculators, but some of our paid products don't rank as well. So we're going to use paid ads for that. Okay. So SEO number one, word of mouth number two. Right. Fantastic. I mean, w when you get to that stage with word of mouth, I guess it's, uh, I guess it sells itself after that. Yeah, it helps. And I mean, I think besides word of mouth, just posting the calculations on social media, because people see that and they click in out of curiosity. And I also wrote a book on SEO too, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of business owners struggle with SEO. They think it's some, you know, big black box algorithm that, you know, there's some secret rules that nobody talks about, but really at the end of the day, and this is one of the things I talk about in the book is a lot of people think you have to please the algorithm and the people will come, but really it's the opposite. If you make the people happy, Google, DuckDuckGo, Bing, they all pick that up and they see if people are happy, they're staying on your site longer and they're engaging. It's Google's duty to put your site higher because you're getting the job done. So instead of pleasing the algorithm to get the people, please the people and the algorithm will take care of itself. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, you're right. Everybody does talk about how do we please the people we're supposed to be pleasing? You're right. Absolutely. Right. Well, okay, so my next section here, I mean, this show is more for entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs, but this next section is specifically for people who are just getting started. So uh, I'm trying to sort of give them ideas on what they can think about building, what they can think about solving. So, I mean, over the 
let's say over the last few weeks, have you had any issues, something that you, you sort of push aside because you'll get to it later, it's a hassle, something you know you would like solved by some sort of a software or some sort of uh, you know a service by an entrepreneur somewhere? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I solved, so every night I get this thing called an internal search report, and anybody who's running a business, any entrepreneur can use this, by the way. It's one of the secrets I talk about in the book is when people come on your site and they search for something, you can do something in Google Analytics to record that search. Okay. And so over time, you'll get, say, 50 searches a day. You know, I'll get a couple thousand, and I get a, I get a report of exactly what they typed but I can also track which of the searches actually had an exact match versus something that I couldn't help our customers with. Okay. Anyway, one of the things that kept getting through was misspellings. Now, you would think that misspellings is not really that big of a deal, but over the last few weeks, I used Google Analytics. I used a plugin called Scroll Depth to show you how far people scroll on the page because mm -hmm. obviously that tells you like how much of their content, how much of your content they're consuming before they exit. Sure. And so it dawned on me, I was in a linguistics book because I'm a big fan of linguistics and, and patterns. And the book said, you know, with all the misspellings, there's a lot of common misspellings. So it dawned on me, why don't I go and look at a keyboard and see the common misspellings we type? Like, what are the two keys together that you would misspell? Anyway, over the summer, I've been building and I'm still working on it. And just correcting the misspellings has gotten us an 8% boost in, in traffic. And people are staying longer too. So the people that used to misspell would exit in like eight seconds. Now they're staying at least a minute or two. So what's interesting is we're correcting them instead of me. I used to get frustrated. I'd be like, why can't they just type this right? But then it <laughs> dawned on me, you know, I've misspelled things too. You know, you, you fat finger the keyboard. Why don't we yeah. just correct it for them? We know what they're asking. So once we did that, our traffic started increasing. Like I said, 8%, people staying longer and more social shares. And what And, and the other fascinating thing is, we have some searches that were indexed in the past that didn't work. Like some people say, oh, I typed this on Math Celebrity and it didn't work. This site doesn't work. Well, once some of those were misspellings. So when I correct them, if you go back in the forum where people were, say, bashing us, if you click that link, it runs now. So now we've not only have we fixed current searches, we basically went back in time, like back to the future, and fixed all those like 50 common misspellings. So that's, that's one thing that I dug into for a while to answer your question. I just went back and instead of getting frustrated, I just said, okay, I read a linguistics book. I went back and I said, okay, there's an 80-20 power law here. If I fix these 50 common misspellings, it's going to fix a lot of problems on my site. Sure. And would you say that this, like, a lot of people are doing fixing misspellings? I don't think so. And that's why, that's why I've been kind of preaching it the last few months is I kind of blew it off too, like other business owners. And then I looked into it and I said, we have the content, but we're getting frustrated with users instead of just making the user experience nice and smooth. I mean, if, if you look into Google, this fascinated me too, if you want to tie this back to math and, and Google, Google actually for misspellings, do you know how they figure out misspellings? They don't do a spelling corrector. What they've done in the past is Let's say you misspell something on Google. They're now tracking in a database what the next search you run is when you correct your own spelling. And whatever wins on a probability scale, they know, oh, here's really what you're really asking for. And it's all math-based. 
And when I went back to the linguistics book and looked at probabilities of misspelling, you, you come up with the same 30, 40, 50 misspellings. So one, like I said, once you correct those, it all works itself out. And the software you can use is Google Analytics. You could use ScrollDepth. And you could really just read a little bit like about linguistics and look at the misspellings. Look at your keyboard and say, hey, how would I misspell this word? And if you correct it on your site when they, when they search, it corrects all the searches. And do you think this could be packaged into some sort of like, like sub service, like an add-on that you could give to another business? They plug it in and it'll solve misspellings on their site? I think I'd have to see if WordPress as a plugin would be a brilliant product to come up with. It's just if there's a search and it detects a misspelling, you could either auto-correct it or do like Google says and say, hey, did you mean X? And if they click X, it corrects the spelling for them. But I think a WordPress plugin would be brilliant because a lot of sites run on WordPress. Well, anybody listening to this, if you want to uh, take it before Dawn takes it. <laughs> <laughs> just give me 2% interest. We'll, we'll, no we'll call it even. <laughs> All right, Don, uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Um, number one, what's your favorite business book? I'd say Obvious Adams. That's, and most, a lot of people don't know about that. It was written by uh, Bob Updegraff. I think it was early, earlier this century, early in the 1900s, but basically walks through a, a, an advertising guy that spots the obvious when the sales and, and, and the leads aren't coming through and he just fixes the most obvious thing, but nobody sees it. And so he gets the nickname Obvious Adams. It's a short read, but if you read it, no matter what business you're in, it, it'll help you start looking at the obvious things instead of trying to find out the rocket science problems. I'll check that out for sure. Um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels just to see how he's grown that company to, I last I heard it's almost a billion. And not only that, I mean, he's taken no venture capital. It's all basically him creating products. He gets a lead for a profit instead of break even. And then he all routes those guys into the SaaS product, which is ClickFunnels. Yeah. And I heard a funny story too about that because they had venture cap guys come in and want to buy it. And, and they couldn't believe that he's selling products to get leads at, at, at a profit only to bring them back into click funnels to have them pay every month that blew their mind they're like so wait a second people pay you to become a lead and he said yeah and they and he says this will <laughs> change business forever he said i know we've been doing it for years <laughs> really really cool um number three what's your favorite online tool for growing your business oh good question this may sound simple, but probably Google Analytics, just to get the intelligence, because I'm a search-based company, exactly. to get intelligence of what people are searching for. I'm used to plow through math books and build a bunch of stuff. And then one day I'm like, what am I doing? Why don't I just let, see what people are searching for and build that? Because then I, I, get a, I get insight into what they're thinking. So there's a, there's a tool on the admin screen of Google Analytics called, I think it's a search monitor. You just click one button, enter one parameter, and you're done, and it'll track everything for you. Okay. I mean, would you say um, before starting the company, would you advise people to like go on Google Trends, for example, to see what people are searching for before they get into the analytics or do they do the same thing? 
if I could correct one mistake and go back, and this goes for any entrepreneur who's starting up, and, and I've made this huge mistake, I built a product and then tried to sell it. Instead, you should try to find the Silicon Valley model, which is called the MVP, and that stands yeah. for minimum viable product. So what you do is you find an industry or a problem you think you could solve, build a product or service, maybe spend a couple bucks, buy ads, drive people to a page, see if they'll buy it. If one or two people buy it, usually that's breadcrumbs that's telling you more people will buy that. But if you release that product or service and, and it makes a giant thud, nobody buys it. The good thing is about MVP, you've only spent a couple hundred dollars max versus spending thousands of dollars and years to build something that nobody really cares about. So I would say to correct my mistake, if I could go back, the best thing you could do would just be Facebook ads, five bucks, 10 bucks, build a product, use Facebook tracking and see if people buy it. Well, that was going to be question number four, but I'm not sure if it applies. If you could give yourself a 20, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, I would go back and study everything possible about sales and persuasion because that's still kind of a weak point in my business is we get the traffic, but we don't convert. And all the people I look up to online, all the entrepreneurs, they, they either them or they have a right hand person that's a master in sales and persuasion. And not just online traffic, but off offline conversations on the phone, discussions with leads, insight into what people are thinking and, and the buying triggers that make people pull out their credit card and buy. I would go back to my back when my hair was brown and just study that just books, <laughs> courses, everything and just practice. So, yeah, sales and persuasion, because it, it, look, if you know that you could you, you'll you'll thrive and succeed in any field at a job, career. Anything. In a business, anything. Absolutely. I mean, I'm also realizing the same thing. Sales, negotiation skills, I think those are key for any business. Absolutely. And the final one is how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try for seven or eight. And sometimes during the day, I'll take a quick like 20 minute power nap, but seven or eight, if the kids let me sleep, <laughs> sometimes so they we'll get up say, a little early. <laughs> we'll say 7.5. 7.5 is great. Yes. No worries. Well, Don, again, thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. It was uh, my pleasure having you on the show. Thanks. I had a blast. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Have a good day. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. To start using Audible today, please visit their website at www.audible.com. That's www.audible.com.